Welcome to Reboot or Rewind, a podcast in which we talk about our favorite movies and TV shows and the reboots that are bound to happen. I'm Rachel. And I'm Ty. And let's rewind back to 2018 and watch Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> what you talking about, Will? <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> you little nasty. Hello, hello, Ty. How are you doing today? I am good. Um, I finally finished that blanket I was working on. Finally. Things have lifted, weight have lifted upon me, but I also have new weight because now I have new projects I can do. That yes. doesn't take eight months. <laughs> to Don't let it be a weight, though. This is a hobby. This is a choice. This is optional. So no, it shouldn't be a weight. This is for my house. So it's like, I'm looking around like, oh, my God, this would be really cute. Now, there are certain things I can wait on. I can definitely wait on. But there are other things I'm like, all right, I want to at least get the motions of doing it. Like maybe buying the yarn for it. Um, because, of course, everything I want, I don't have the yarn for typical Thai fashion. Um, all the yarn that I have can can never do. I need to go and buy new yarn for these new projects because I have to do this weird color scheme. <laughs> I've been looking for wallpaper forever and I decided, you know what? I have all this scrapbook paper. I'm going to make my own wallpaper and make a little like tile scrapbooky kind of thing. And I bought some new colored wine glasses. They're so cute. I make a little bar in my house. I got new um, bar stool. I got a thing for my mail. I'm like putting up wall because like in my last apartment it was so tiny and it always felt like a temporary space. Um, I never wanted to do anything. Like I didn't really do a lot um, because, and so if, felt so drab and by the end of it I felt like I was just like getting suffocated so now like with a new space it's bigger you know um so much more room so much more space that I can like um do what I want to do and be happy about it like I'm putting like some sun catcher film on my on my window so I can like you know have like some cool like twinkly things yeah it's like you're your homesteading (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, I'm finally like committing to to doing things. Um, and I do a lot of it myself, which is great, crazy too. Like I usually call my dad and my dad comes and put holes in my walls. But I did some of them. <laughs> Except for the picture hanging. I'm I have my um my like I don't know what it's called, my perception like of like what's even is very off. Um, I have really good eyesight, but just that it's just like I, I don't know why. Um, so my sister helped me. I needed someone like to look at it to help me with that. But other than that, it's been going well. I'm very excited. Um, I just need to start cooking more. Um, I <laughs> a lot, and then I stopped. Um, I need to get back into the habit. Are you still doing Hello Fresh? I I'm starting to go back because because fast cause, like I was because because then I was like oh it wasn't convenient anymore because I wasn't home a lot. But now it's like I look at how much I'm spending in, you know, takeout again. I'm like, like yeah, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. How expensive HelloFresh is? Because I by myself, I do the six meals. That's six meals. Yeah, you know, of six meals, 
you know, even for fifteen dollars a meal or ten dollars a meal, that's still sixty dollars. So I'm only spending like ten more, and I'm getting quality meals, right? That are good and that you know is helping me like get in my kitchen more and do all that stuff. So I'm happy. And you're gaining like skills, and you're be, be, like bro- building a. I, this is becoming like an ad for HelloFresh, um, but you're gaining skills, and you're becoming like you're building your repertoire of like recipes that you know, know, and like so like you know in the future when i guess like eventually like you wean off of hello fresh but like you'll you'll have so much practice cooking and you'll have so much just like recipes and things you can do with certain things like that you just know off the cuff um that you'll be able to like just know and be able to do that stuff in grocery shop like with like recipes in mind and stuff like that i think it's like i think it's worth it it's gonna be hard to wean off of HelloFresh. <laughs> um, this is not sponsored by HelloFresh. It's just <laughs> I don't know why, but I get a lot of bias remorse when it comes to food. Nothing else though, but food. But I think because there's always so many, there's always an other option with yeah. TV. It's like oh, I just chose the cheapest one. And, you know, this happened to be the cheapest. Like you know, like like there's a little bit more like you can kind of finesse in your mind a little bit more when it's other things. But when it's like food, it's so many options that like you can make so many things for the same price point that sometimes I'm like damn I should have made this instead um but I'm really doing this up like eating out so much yeah yeah it is really like it's super costly now and especially nowadays I feel like the prices have gone up just everywhere so much and like even I like like you know I'm a Jimmy John's girl through and through like but I I like looked at it one day and I was like did I just spend ten dollars on a ham sandwich like I, I, what am I doing? Like that's that's so expensive for no reason. We're only um, provolone. Like I, I, well, I know, oh, I know you hate that, but like I love the provolone cheese. So don't get me wrong, I I love the sandwich. But at, at the end of the day, like it gets the cost gets to a certain point where it's like you know uh, nobody has to like do the math. You know that it would be cheaper to make that yourself. It is cheaper, but that means that you have to like commit to it because like. Ham, maybe you could freeze it. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't really freeze sauce, like, sandwich meat. But, like, if you buy a ham and you only want a ham sandwich once a, like, once a month, like, buying a whole thing of, even if all the ingredients together cost $10, you'd be wasting food. So sometimes for me, it's like, oh, I don't want to waste food. I'd rather eat everything I have. Like, you know, getting something small and eating it and, and not wasting food than buying something and then throwing it out after like five days because it went bad so i think that's just more of a a me thing about me not wanting to waste food than than or maybe that's just how i um justify it in my mind like well i'm not wasting food if i buy a 20 dollar viva chicken meal (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i i know though that like i eat the same thing every day all week so like i know that for me, like when I like get like like get a sandwich from Jimmy John's, I know it would be better in every like option to get it myself because I I am completely fine then eating a ham sandwich every day of the week. Mm-hmm. So like I can get the deli ham, the bread, and everything for the same price as that one sandwich at Jimmy John's, and then be content eating that every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is nice though, like it's definitely important to not just like completely stop like eating out or anything because like you do need to like take a break every now and then just for your like mental health to like treat yourself 
but here's the thing, you know, we have to think about this stuff and like we're at a point in our lives where we're like, really like, what is the the most bang that I can make for my book? But if we were insanely rich, we would not have to think about that. And you know right. who's insanely rich? He's Asian. He's... <laughs> that sounded weird. No, no, no. <laughs> the ins- who's insanely rich is the crazy rich Asians in crazy rich Asians. So yeah um but that's that is the i mean i believe it or not we actually are talking about a movie i know this intro has been a little long um but uh we are talking about crazy rich agents today so before we get into it ty can you tell us a little bit about it sure crazy rich agent is a 2018 american comedy drama directed by john m chu based on the 2013 novel of the same title by kevin kwan and is the first of a trilogy It follows a Chinese-American professor who travels to meet her boyfriend's family and is surprised to discover that they are among the rich in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. And did you read the book? Because I never read the book. I have read all three. Oh, I did. You know I did. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, it's right up your alley. (laughs) Um, Very, I mean, you could watch this movie and like tell it, it was originally like a contemporary romance novel. Like it, it's it follows all the actually when we get to my book rant, not necessarily not necessarily. There's a there's a very big plot twist, a couple of plot twists in this movie that they did not in the book that they did not do in the movie, and I and I can I'm happy that they didn't do it. So I don't know if I should talk about it now or we could talk about characters and then we can get into that first. Well, hey, I'll tell you, it's just us today. Why don't you just go ahead and start it off with your book rant? I will. Okay. So I think so in, so they pulled another, so in, we talked about this until all the boys I love before, how in the book, it lands on a cliffhanger. Like they're not together. She writes the letter. So you, so you're like, oh, okay, they're going to get together. But, but she had, but they have not reconciled yet. And then the same thing in, in, in um, Crazy Station book one, like they are not together at the end. She actually breaks up with him and she actually, when she was talking in the movie, when she was talking to the mother, how I'm choosing myself, she really did choose herself. Mm. Um, in book two, you kind of, through um, like her family and stuff, um, you kind of realize that she, um, how they got back together and how, and in book two, she is engaged. And, but the mother is nothing, has nothing to do with it. He chose her. He chose to be in her life and kind of, it, like exclude the mother and the parents for what they did to her. The father oh, also wow. has a his father also has a little bit more um things. Like he's still not important, <laughs> but he still has he has like an actual like place in the book that he did in the in the movie. Like they never mentioned him at all. Um but but yeah, but in the movie, like in the book, he does not talk to his mother. In and it's also a two year time jump. He does not talk to his mother in those two years. Oh wow. Uh, he is stick to his guns. He moves out the apartment. Like they break up, and then they get back together, and then they get and then they and then they get engaged. And um, and you find out that they're engaged in the second book. But like she definitely like stick to her guns in the first movie. Okay. Whereas I get why they didn't because if they really was doing the movies, it's a five year drop. Like 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 they haven't made the movie yet. So like book two. And we could talk a little bit about like what's going on with that, but like 
no one wants to wait five years <laughs> to see if they get together or not. Yeah, and I don't think they signed this movie deal like with a deal to ensure that they were going to get a movie for each of the books in the series. Yeah. So they kind of had to treat this movie like it was the one mm-hmm. standalone story. So I get why they wanted to give that happy ending because in the in the series they get together eventually. So have that happy ending but that's that is wild though to have a contemporary romance novel like even just the first one end with them not i mean a lot um, of them do kind of if you really know like i think it's about if you know it's going to be a trilogy or not because even 50 shades of gray they they end up broken up in the first one too yeah i guess if you know it's going to follow the same relationship throughout the series because i guess like the most most of the novels i'm thinking of will switch to like a different character yeah um in the world the next book and so they they have like the way this movie went they have that same kind of formula where like they have some crazy misunderstanding or falling out right at the end but then like there's a grand gesture or there's something that fixes it like in the last couple or last couple pages or last couple things and that's that's what happened with this movie and in this movie too it wasn't even a miscommunication. It was just like, yo, you're not treating this situation with the severity that it yeah. needs to be. Which is, I actually enjoyed it more than it was a simple miscommunication. Like, he, the more I grow up, the more I realize that Nick is the villain of this movie. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, because like, he did not prep her at all. And I think it's, and I think it's actually in the, in the book, they talk a lot about it more. And, and even, his friend Colin talks about it here too. It's like, because he was the golden boy, he could do no wrong. So he was just like, yeah, they're going to love them, love her as much as they love me because I'm, you know, that he wasn't thinking about putting her in that situation. Like he knows what world he comes from. Yeah. Even if they don't treat him like that, he knows what world he comes from and what world Rachel comes from. And just because you like Rachel and you, you know, loved her beyond like her her you know social economic status and stuff no you know that your family's not going to be that same way um especially in the book in the movie everyone knew who who their family was but in the book no one knows who their family was they very much was like a secret rich family that only the no of the no knew who they were um and so like there was a lot of situations where People like, oh, I never heard of his family. And then they go to his house. Like, this is like a $80 million house. (laughs) Like, when they go to the grandma house. Or, like, they find out that, like, you know, his, his, like, his aunt is, like, a Thai princess. And, like, his uncle is, you know, uh, married to, like, a British lady. Like, like, Mm -hmm. like, like a lady. Like, a lord lady. Like, 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 you find out, like, how interconnected they are. And people like, you're so dumb for treating them just like any other, like, because like everyone just thinks they're like, oh, they're just, you know, Singaporeans. Like, it, it, like it talks a lot about like the racism that people have towards Asians in the book that they mm-hmm. don't think that they're like really well connected, but they like are very well connected and they're very rich and everyone knows who. No one knows who they are, but everyone knows who's kind of who they are because of through their association, especially through marriage. And I feel that um, in the even in even in the book too and also like in the movie like nick did not prepare her for that and he knows like yeah knows and and just because you because because you escaped it and you decided to you know go to the ymca you decided to you know leave that world behind does that mean that the world is changed because you changed yeah and it's like um because yeah he had that saying like when when 
when she confronted him about like not telling he's she, she said like i can't believe you like you didn't tell me any of this stuff like after the bachelorette party um and he had that kind of same thing that like most um uh, I forget the name of like the trope, but like the type of character who's like rich, but you don't know it, and you find out like the, you know, the rich. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's the he had the same thing. He's like you, tr- you treated me like a normal person, so I just like wanted to be a normal person. But it's like that's separate. The money thing and all that is separate from like you know your mom is judgmental. There's no way you grew up the way that we know you grew up and didn't know that your mom was controlling and judgmental. Like she probably controlled everything you did as a child. And I know he grew up with his grandma, but just knowing that, knowing why you grow, grew up with your grandma and stuff. So it, it's not about telling her you had money. Like, yeah, sure. You can hide that if you want, if you want to still be treated like a normal person, but he could have had just a conversation that said, Hey, listen, my mom is going to be like a hard to win over. Um, and like, this is what she's looking for. And this is why she's like that kind of thing. I guess he would have to kind of tell her about the money to do that, but just preparing her in the least for that it, r- rather than doing that kind of that that himbo thing of like oh she's gonna love you you know that's not true you you know the family you grew up in you know the world you grew up in you didn't just come into being as this you know 20 something man you had this whole childhood where you probably had girlfriends rejected you probably had friends rejected things like that from your family so you know what you're bringing her into um so yeah it is a little villainous especially spoiler alert for a for a book that came out night um like you know nine years ago but in the second book they all now like her because they found out that she is actually secretly rich that her father was is like a billionaire in china and then now they all like her so like is that clearly, the sequel? about the book yeah oh it's a good book series i, I highly recommend anyone to read it, it well that is- doesn't I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like now I feel like I, I don't want to read it because I, I feel like I'll enjoy the movies more if I don't know what's going to happen kind of thing. Um, well, but- we can talk about it later because I, um, if you look at what's going on with the reboot, I think they're going in a different direction. Oh, okay. So it, I think it is going to be a separate kind of entity because in the first book, it's very much about Rachel... I feel like there's there's two main kind of couples that kind of stir into things. It's it's very much like um the book is very much written like tabloidy like oh like we're here's the latest scoop of the of the mm-hmm. of this family so like of course there's dialogue and stuff but it's not really like centered around the first one is I guess is more centered around racial as the audience you know, standing, coming into this world of crazy rich Asians and how they interact and all that stuff. And um, with Nick being her guide, my book two really does splinter off a little bit is a lot more about Astrid and what she's going through. And um, you learn a little bit more about um, other characters and stuff. It takes, it takes more, takes place more in China than it does in Singapore because she's trying to find her dad. And like, so it's a lot of different, um, more aspects. Um, and it's written very differently, you know, written more like a, like a, like a reality TV. Mm-hmm. I would think reality TV would be written kind of than it is like, um, like straight up, like it's about Rachel um, in books two and three. Gotcha. But it does it pops into like what everyone's thinking and what everyone's doing and the background of everyone that like it's not it's hard to pinpoint like racial is like always gonna be the colliding force, especially in book one and two, but it's you know 
interest is like different. It doesn't, and then, and then like in book three is very much more Astrid's story, which um, I think she's the, I think Astrid's getting the sequel if I, based on the current report. So we can, oh, okay. Talk about later. But yeah, I, I, and that's why like Nick, that's why Nick bothers me. <laughs> like, like when I first watched it, I, did I, I think I, did I read the first book when I first? I don't think I read the book yet. I think I, I think it was one like I watched the movie, and then and then I got the book and I read the book. And he, the problem is, is that like, like yeah, he didn't tell her anything. Like he just thought that his good boy energy is gonna rub off on her, and that's not how that works. Um, and he made yeah, he made a a bad a bad situation worse. At least tell her what she's preparing, what she's getting into. Yeah. Um, before you just like, yeah, I, yeah, everyone's going to love you. No, they're not. And like help her make a good impression and help mend that relationship between her and, her, and, and his mom. Like, that's the thing. He just kind of like threw her to the wolves and let her like figure it out on her own with his mom. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have a conversation with his mom about her. Like, I guess until we... I think there's an implication that he did after she kind of like decides to go back to New York and like his, mm-hmm. him and his mom are in his room together. And then cut to, we find out the, with the ring that mm-hmm. she gave his approval, but we never see him actually have a heart to heart with his mom about like, listen, this is the girl I love. And like, you're, you're going to have to just accept that. Like he never stood by her side and actually actively helped repair that relationship and helped, defend her so like yeah i actually do i see why you say he's the he is a little bit little bit of a villain in that um because he just kind of like he didn't prepare her and he didn't do anything to actively like alleviate the situation he just was like and then here you go and then you can just navigate this with your with the help of your friends and stuff but you got it you you can do this i mean that's the same thing with aramita too like why would you throw her to the wolves like that like everyone knows what world they come from just because you're nice and you like her you know what your friends are going to think of her. Like, even if you hardly, because they don't know her that well, but, you know, when they win, they bonded and, you know, all this other stuff, like, you know what type of person she is. Why would you invite her to your bachelorette party when you know who you invited? Yeah. You know? Like. Or, like, at least, like, keep keep an, like, an eye on her yeah or keep yeah, her close like, to you or something like that or like just but like to completely just be like all right have fun with all these people that i know hate you and are gonna give you hell like yeah I, and i'm not saying like everyone has to come in and like protect her like i do think she she was strong enough to handle it on her own i'm not saying like she needed protected but like but just for people to actively put her in situations and then just like not warn her, not say like, oh, hey, watch out for her because that girl probably hates you kind of thing. Or like, because oh, like he she dated Nick for years and everyone thought that they were going to get married. Yeah. And so she probably still wants Nick. So you may just want to not hang out with her, <laughs> like just give her the lowdown or something like so that she does walk into this not completely blindsided like she was. And doesn't I read somewhere and like in the book, doesn't she get poisoned? That's book two. Oh, that's, that's book two. two. <laughs> go it's crazy spoiler uh, i mean i don't think that'll actually happen in the in the movie i, I think they've kind of diverted from that happening i don't know um well, yeah we talked about it i do think they're probably going to include the dad thing uh like her finding out who her dad is in the sequel um or at least at some point because there i think there's a reason they didn't talk about like they reveal that she has a dad that is still alive that her mom probably still would love to reconnect with um 
but they kind of leave that like unresolved. They're, the mom's just like, oh, I just didn't want to bother him, blah, blah, blah. So we still don't know who her dad is. And like, that's still well, kind of out there. Is, is so I feel like they could they... resolve that. No, I think, I thought what they found out, I thought that that was a conversation she had with her mother that he, that, was, that wasn't her true dad. Right. I thought that they thought that it was like, she ran away from her husband in China. Yeah. Because because they didn't know that he was abusive, but I don't think they knew that that wasn't her dad. You know, well, her her mom told her that though. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So her her mom said, "Yeah, your dad's still alive." And then she was like, "Have you have you reached out? Have you thought about reaching out to him?" And she's like, "Yeah, every day." Like, but it, like at first, I just didn't want my husband to find us. I didn't want to like, but then now it's just like I just don't want to bother anyone. I just don't want to cause any trouble. Um, so they leave that we find out as viewers that her real dad is still alive yeah. somewhere. We don't know who he is. And we know that the mom might still thinks about him. So like, that's all unresolved. Like I kind of expected as a viewer when I was watching the movie, I was like, are we going to get to find out who the dad is? But we don't. Yeah. So I think that's still there for them to use in upcoming movies if they want to. Yeah. And in the, in the second book, it's very much like the mom is okay with it but not really like she's very much like hesitant about it but i think it's just because you know she you know grew up with that abuse and stuff like that but not because mm -hmm. like he was very kind to her but he's like i want to keep you to myself <laughs> like i love you uh, um and i don't want to like you said like i don't want to bother him like this like it's been 30 years like you know she's 30 and in, in, in the by book two and like all this other stuff so it's really hard um for the mom but yeah and i think and, and that's the thing it's like and all not it all goes back to nick <laughs> it's not nick but like i wish i did wish that she had a conversation with aramita about the about the fish in her bed because i don't think she even had it in the in the thing like hey they put a fish in my bed i'm fucking going home like right. i don't like i think it's applied that maybe colin talked that Nick probably talked to Colin about it and then maybe Colin told Aramita like it's like all kind of like implied but yeah like I would have been mad <laughs> like I would have yeah. like I would have went to tell her like yo those bitches are crazy <laughs> yeah and like she tells Nick about what happened and Nick's like it, okay is that it like it's like if, Nick you need to go you need to go to immediately talk to like Amanda Bing or whatever her name is mm -hmm. um as because I think in I think her name's something different in the book um but like you need to go talk to her and say that wasn't right mm -hmm. like you can't you can't do her like that so I I, I don't know why and yeah, no one was willing to but I do think like we do see this moment with her with Astrid and Astrid's like we need to like call security or something and she says no I don't want to make a scene so I think they implied that it's on her direction that nobody talk about it or nobody do anything about it. Well, I think, um, but, but I think it's like, it's different from talking about it, like at the place and making a scene there, but then, or waiting until after, you know what I mean? Like, cause like, you don't have to make a, like, I understand making a scene there because they're all there, but having a one-on-one -on -one with Aramita about it and letting her handle her friends is different. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if Araminta would have done anything is the thing. Cause yeah. I think, I think the implication was that like they all hang out together simply because they are, they are of the same kind. I mean, like, like the mom says in the end is of our own kind is like that they are all rich. They all grew up in the society together. So it's like, they, they all understand that everyone else is terrible and they all kind of do terrible things to each other. But 
it's their own kind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this is just they aren't understood by people who aren't mega rich. So they surround themselves with the mega rich because that's better than like, even if it's like fake, terrible, mega rich people, it's better than just like people who would take advantage of them or people who would like, so I I think there's that kind of understood thing where she probably is very aware that her friends are terrible. I don't know if she would probably even call them friends. Yeah. But it's her society. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I mean, before, I guess before we then, um, cause I want to talk, I kind of want to talk about like, you know, how we think the sequel is going to, especially for Astrid. But before that, um, I do want to talk about some of my like favorite, just like directorial and like cinema cinematography choices in this movie. Cause I think like, there's just so many amazing things, um, that they do. I, I think some like breathtaking, obviously scenes are like the wedding, mm-hmm. but then we also just see some really interesting decisions. Like even, from that very beginning with uh, Rachel and Nick at the bar. And he's like talking about taking her home um, to, to like meet his family and going to the wedding. And then we see uh radio Asian one, I think is her name is like her tag name pass by, take a picture. And then suddenly we see this whole montage of texting and people finding out in this chain. And I think that was such a cool way to show that this man is, there's more to this man that meets the eye. Like he is something, he's a celebrity and this kind of already, we know as viewers that she's about to walk into a very unfriendly thing. So we know more than she does at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that was really quick and easy way to make us very aware of this environment that she's in. And how interconnected they are and how it took what, 20 minutes or 30 minutes and his mother's already on the phone like, yo, you bring a girl? She can't stay here though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not only are you bringing a girl, why did you not tell me? But also she can't stay here. It's not ready. And you see this beautiful, gorgeous house that clearly is Right. Yeah. There's got to be someplace she can sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it was a really cool way to do that. Um, and and I, I think that coupled with like the intro scene for the movie, because the intro scene is really cool. It's like that classic, like um, almost like. It's telling you what's happening in the movie. Like she's playing game theory. It's a it's a, wo- a winner take all. Yeah. She's playing a game of poker with these people. Um, and she was losing in the first half. They got her in the first half, but she prevailed in the end. Right. And to see her in her element to know like how smart and strategical she is, we know not only in the in those with those two scenes combined, we know not only the environment she's walking into, but we had a have a good idea of who Rachel is. And we're kind of already rooting for her, like we know she can handle it. Like, yeah, she might she's gonna hit some obstacles, but we just saw her like in her like badass environment. Like we know how smart she is, we know that she can get through this. So it, it was a really good way to to set up our understanding understanding as a whole both of like what she's coming into and her as a character so i really and enjoyed also that. the dynamics of like how people think of other people in other cultures and other countries because when she was talking to her mom her mom thought that they were poor like that's the reason he doesn't talk about them yeah. because he says money over there like a good chinese boy that she said like that's <laughs> the thing that she said so she's thinking that it's like a typical quote-unquote typical immigrant you know story where you know Someone comes over here, they you find any some success and they, you know, send money over to their families and stuff and didn't know what actually what she was getting into and kind of giving her, I guess, information that could have worked, but not for the mega rich, like wearing red and like doing all those things. Like yeah. They don't really follow that because they wear nice clothes and like things like that. And so like when she like, she looks like a a new year's like a chinese new year's card or whatever like a card <laughs> anything, and, and stuff like that so like it was really interesting i don't like picklin but that's only um 
that is a problem with me. Aquafina's black scent. Yeah, like I feel like they needed a black sidekick, but they couldn't have a black sidekick, so they got Aquafina instead. And it just really grinds my ears because I know that that's what they like. That's what they were looking for yeah. was was someone like that would have been the black sidekick role, but because mm-hmm. they have a black sidekick role, I mean they could have, but they they chose not to because where it was taking place. So uh, you know, totally understandable. But because of that, then now they had to like, okay, let's get the blackest, quote-unquote, blackest Asian we can find. <laughs> or who the blackest Asian who can, the Asian who can sound the blackest. Which yeah. Is. So, and so it's not really about me not liking her in particular. It's just that I, I can sniff what they were trying to do. And it's like, mm-mm. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And like, but I also like, what she brings to the table is that she's like new rich. Like you can see how her house is and mm-hmm. how her family acts. Like it's very much supposed to be like new rich versus like new money versus old money. Like they're what's to the say like old money. I mean, new money shouts while old money whispers. Like you could tell mm-hmm. the difference between people who have money for generations while like, while she probably only had money for maybe like two generations, like maybe her grandparents and then her dad and then her. Whereas like they have money, like she said, like they came here in like the 1800s yeah swamps and jungle yeah no and it was it was i i did like the that showing that contrast where it's like not all rich people like there's even differences within the rich so it's not just to like when you think about like oh well that person's a self-made person blah 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 because it's like i think the typical person would think even like when rachel was talking about her mom that that would hurt her some respect because it's like her mom was like a self-made woman like literally built something from nothing um and it's like oh well that's and that's inspiring that's like really that should be what they respect but there's those different levels it doesn't really matter because as long as you're not old money there's no way for you to be one of us and understand us even if you're rich if you're new money, that's still incredibly dis- different. Like even when, um, when she was like, uh, when Peek Lynn was at the party, she was like acting like she had never seen anything like that before, and like money, and it's like acting like some like a commoner would act, and mm-hmm. it's just like showing that exact difference between that new money and old money was I think really important because it's like it really solidifies for the viewer just how different this world is that even the rich people can't relate, and. Also, like in the book, it kind of it just also talks about their family that way too. Like they still take commercial flights, and like Eddie, who was a douchebag in the movie, um, Eddie Chang, um, Nick's cousin, um, he mm-hmm. he talked like he's like, why don't we have a private jet? Like why? Like why are we flying commercial? Like we need private jets. We have the money for them, and they're like, no, that's not how our family works. We we're quietly, you know, that's how I want to be. Like, if I ever want to be rich, I don't want to be famous. I don't want people to know that I'm rich. I want to be able to navigate the world by myself and buy priceless jewelry and stuff, um, which we can get in when we talk about Astrid. Because Astrid is my favorite character. Yeah. And Oliver are, are my two favorite characters um, in the movie. Um, I love Gemma Chan. She's just such a beautiful woman. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, like it's very, which is very much her conflict with her husband in book two. Um, they, it doesn't really happen in book one, um, but in book two, things happen. And 
I can I can go into spoilers about what might happen in her movie because she's getting she's getting the sequel. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean Astrid is a great character. I think and Astrid's one of the characters in this movie that I think are, is a good example of like something I really like about the acting. Uh well the acting combined with like the the shot making the shot shot decisions by the director because there was a lot of moments or there were a lot of moments in this movie where there was a lot that was not being said but that we understood through actions facial expressions and then shared looks like close-up shots and stuff like that and i think astra was a great example of that like we understood so much about her from a like i think a lot of the moments where she wasn't even saying anything um but, but like both with costume decisions i remember there was a moment on the beach when she came to the thing and she reveals her clothes and she's wearing that blue and white striped shirt that almost exactly mirrors the blue and white striped dress that Rachel had taken off the rack in the beginning and showed mm-hmm. her mom. And her mom was like, no, blue and white means like misfortune and misery. Mm-hmm. And we see Ashton wearing that the yeah. shot after she finds out about Michael's affair. Um, and, and just that, and then her facial expressions, her process, like we see her processing things, um, her composure when she walks in with the grandmother at the wedding, like we see so much in that um, and just her th- saying thank you. And then, you know, she says family doesn't say thank you. So like that there's just like so much i think she's an incredible actor like there was just so much about astrid who was just like calm and composed but there was so much there um she didn't even say a lot but we just like understood i think it's a really interesting character um yeah i'm excited about the sequel being focused on her story yeah and i think her story like rachel's story is dramatic you know meeting a long lost father poisoning <laughs> and she has a brother like that's a whole you know oh. and we're going to spoiler territory right now <laughs> but Hazel's story is a very typical set you, you know i love a good second chance romance which they did show kind of in the movie when her and harry Trum jr look at each other and you're like Ooh, yeah. what is it because like i said a lot of it she was playing it like so like, you could tell that she's a very reserved person but you, that she's playing everything close to the chest, but you could see that, oh, there was a connection there. Yeah. And there was a connection, um, which is weird that she was at the party, but I think it's because they wanted to sprinkle that in because unlike in books where you can kind of like, here's all their backstory of her meeting this man. They have to like, okay, we have to at least sprinkle in the, okay, that she might be getting a new love interest. Um Yeah. And so, and his name is Charlie, and he's great. Um, and I love that it's he's played by Harry Shum Jr. as a Gleek. <laughs> I love to see it. I love to see it. If there's not a dance scene of them dancing together, in, in there's the- gotta be. They're gonna want to show it because that's probably how she's gonna fall in love with him. Because that's I think oh. how any, anybody who watched Glee, that's how Mike became their favorite character is watching. I mean, and that's how Tina fell in love with him. She's watching him dance. Um, he's a good dancer, and they they would not be using a resource they had if they didn't have him dance. Well, it's really interesting because like in the. I don't know if I want to share what happens in book two and like how I feel like the story might be progressing Um, because I do want to keep it a little bit like a surprise for viewers, but I also feel like in the book, she, you know, it's very much like she takes Michael back, you know, and her, you know, but that's because that's because things happen um in the in the book that she does not know about when when this thing was starting 
Um, and Charlie, which is Harry Strum Jr.'s character, um, they reconnect, but not really, but they're like reconnecting through like email and messages and text messages. Like they're very much keeping it because he's also married. Um, you know, keeping it very like, oh, we're like this talking and like all this other stuff. And uh, and then Michael um becomes rich and he becomes an asshole. Um, he becomes very much new money as as his family would say, uh, as her family would say, very much new money. And he becomes more and more accessible. And then a rumor comes out that like that they're not really having an affair, but her and Charlie are having an affair because he kind of follows her to California to go to um, Rachel and Nick's wedding. Um, and then him, but then like, but people don't tell the whole story because um, Alistair was in the car with him, with them. Like they traveled, like they like um, went through California together um, in this, you know, in this, in this movie, I mean, in this like thing. And then his wife comes and says that she's having, an aff- he's having an affair with her. We're sleeping with my husband. And then like, it's a whole, like, you know, trouble ensues and stuff. Um, the family has to get involved a little bit and, you know, and he said that he was going to air all their laundry because in the movie, in the book, you know, they're, no one knows who they are. They're very much um, secretive about how their money is and all that stuff. So like, he was like, I'm going to expose all of you to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of like that. And then like, they fall in love and then book three um, is when they actually get together. So I wonder if they're going to discombine their story because their story is pretty much a condensed story into one movie and then maybe Nick and Rachel comes in for the wedding part. Like she comes, she goes to the wedding. Um, if, you know, if depending on how they do it, cause I, it's very much, that's a very much different aspect to how they portrayed it in the movie. So I don't know how they're going to, if they're going to even put in Rachel and Nick, maybe they're just offhand like, oh, they're, oh, I'm going to their wedding and you might see them because they might get their own movie. Like they might get a book too but i don't know well and i think i i think they are probably gonna do this a lot different than the books because like i think they know that like a lot of people will be coming to see um also like how nick and rachel are doing i think they could build a really interesting kind of side story b storyline with like rachel kind of adapting to these new expectations of like becoming the wife of nick young um, and, and maybe as they plan their wedding or something like that, I think that could be really interesting to viewers. So I think Nick and Rachel will probably have a very prominent storyline in the movie. And I also think like, I, I I think they might not have Astrid get back together with Michael in the movie. Um, mm. I think just because it was so iconic how she, how she ended it with Michael in the first movie. I think viewers would be really disappointed because when she was like, when she was like, it's not my job to make you feel like a man. I can't make you something you're not and walked away. I mean, viewers, if she, if viewers in the second movie, she's like, got back with Michael, they'd be like, what are you doing, Astrid? <laughs> like, they, I, I don't think they can remove the iconicness of of that moment by having her get back well, with Michael. It, so I think they're going to go a different direction. I think what's going to happen is because they can't put Astrid's story, Astrid's story is way too complicated for it to just be a backdrop in Nick and Rachel's story in movies. I think they're separating the two, which I think is better. So like in two separate like, movies? Yeah, like there's gonna be like a crazy rich Asians too, and then and then like there will be like an asterisk movie. Because it's too much of the plot 
Because like I said, you can combine what happens to Astrid in book one and in book two and book three together. Um, but you can't, but it's too much to also put it into, because that's what it says. Like it said that there's going to be a spinoff with Gemma Chang and Harry Strong Jr. It was announced like in May of 2022. Like, did, uh, was it May? Oh, was, so we know it's going to be a separate movie at this point? Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant that like the sequel is Astrid's story. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard because, like, I feel like the second one has been in, like, developmental hell because, like, the writers keep on changing, people are quitting, and then... And yeah, and they the, started uh, it back in March 2022. Yeah. They started filming for this, or they started development for this. Yeah, so it's like, but that also means it might not happen until, like, 2025, which is, like, literally, like, what, seven years between the first and the second? Like, it's that's such a long time. Like and that means that that means either one or two things are gonna happen. Like it's gonna be a very different movie than the books. And a lot of things I mean she could probably but they're gonna probably like, oh, they've been happily married for seven years and then oh, she found her father. Like like it's gonna be like something kinda like that. Cause like that's not too long of a time jump to just be like, Oh, this this happened two years later. I mean they could, like movie magic, like they probably still look the same because um you know, that's how Hollywood people do. Like, they, they age, but they don't age, like, as drastically as, like, <laughs> you age. So they could, they could lie. Like, oh, yeah, it's only two years later. Cough, cough, sneeze, sneeze. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I think it's also, like, the pandemic. Like, anything that wasn't really developed before the pandemic, it wasn't really truly greenlit, and everything was done, like, kind of went into, like, developmental hell. And I know there's a lot of conflicts because now, like, the more that the actresses and the actors get more popular, the now they're like, like, Michelle Yeoh is everywhere now. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know how you're going to get her back to. Well, I mean, if they weren't, I mean, if they started March 2022, then, I mean, and they weren't in post-production before the strike happened, then, yeah, it's going to be a while before we see this movie Um, because, I mean, everything's been put on hold and. And they would have had to stop even before the actor strike. They would have had to stop during the writer strike mm-hmm. um, if they weren't in post production yet. Because they, for a movie like that, they would definitely need writers to adapt the to adapt the writing when necessary, um, like while well, during production. And that's and I found out from when I was reading the strike stuff, if anybody on set changes a line while they're shooting the movie, they're technically scabbing for writers and. That person, oh. whoever did that, is now banned from ever being part of the Writers Guild. Um, oh yeah. wow! If anybody adapts the or adapts the writing at all on set, oh so wow! They e- so yeah, so even that all has to pause. They can't make any cha- anybody who makes a change to the script is technically scabbing. I guess and- so because technically, like, you get a writing credit, I guess, and because you get a writing credit, the scabbing. Yeah. Or just yeah, you're writing for the production, and that's against the rules. <laughs> so, yeah, because typically that would be like the writer's responsibility. So it's like yeah, if you're doing anything that would te- typically be handled by a writer, you're scabbing. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting too, because the thing is, it just said that it just reported that. Um, I go went back to read the actual article. Like it just said that she's that that this person is writing the mood is writing the movie like the movie hasn't even been written yet like you're crystal is- currently writing it yeah it says that oh, here like goodness. on march 20 march um 21 2022 it was reported that amy wang is set to write the sequel replacing the two other writers wow so yeah that's definitely on pause then 
And they said, which which they did say, they're going to pull a, a Avengers Endgame and a, a Fifty Shades of Grey. And I, they did say that if they are going to make the two, they're going to make them simultaneously. They're going to make them what? So they're going to make them back to back. Like they're not going to, they're going to make them all together. They're going to make book two and three together. Oh, okay. Because it's been too long. Yeah. Like, I like the movie. I love the movie, but, you know, five years is very much not in my zeitgeist anymore, like, in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they, especially, like, like if they wait too long, then they kind of lose the momentum. Or, like you said, like, some of their, some of their, like, heavy hitter actors and actresses are going to have other projects. Um, like, even Constance Wu, like, I mean, they gotta they gotta get them while they can, or they're gonna be moving on. And some actors and actresses decide too if it's been so long that they don't really want to go back to playing a character. Um, so yeah, they I don't know they might end up missing their chance, and it might not if especially if it's still being written. I think this could easily be trashed. Mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't, because um, I I like every time I watch this movie, I like I end it wanting to see it, the second one. I like I was like oh I want to see more. Um, because I think there's so much potential there, but if it's if it's already like experiencing problems this early in development, and and we've got so many things now happening that are only going to cause more problems, I could see I could see this project being scrapped. Yeah, I mean and that's why I feel like, and I feel like they're also not having too much fuel in the fire because it made a lot of money and all this, but they ended it like it had their happy ending is done. If they yeah. was truly doing what the book was doing, then they would have had a little bit more, okay, we really do need to like at least make a second one where they're yeah. married and, and, and all that stuff. Um, but this you know, stands alone. Like this movie, the way they made it stands alone. Yeah. So they really don't have to to do it. Actually, they like if they do decide to go back to the book, they're kind of retroactively taking out a lot of the content. Yeah. Um, because like in the in the like I said in book two, like they do not have a good relationship with the mother. Um, in book two, like they're very much like like weary of her and her shenanigans. Cause she, cause she make, creates the shenanigans in the in the movie. Like she starts the the wave of her finding her father and all that stuff because of the things that she did. Um, the mother. Um, mm. and she hijacked their wedding with a helicopter. Crazy. Oh, um, like I said, it's a good book. Like, like I know I'm like low key, high key, spoiling a lot of things in this book. It does not come close to the actual book. Like, it is a fantastic book. Go read Crazy Rich Asians and go read the second book. Every time I watch Crazy Rich Asians one one, I decide to read the book again. It's such a quick read. It's so good. Highly recommend it. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think if we don't end up getting a sequel out of this, like if, if the project does get scrapped or or it just ends up being, I don't know, something that is not what we wanted or something, I think no matter what, like what the cool thing about especially movies that were adapted from books in general is that like if you want more, you can go read the books um, for sure. So but it, so it sounds like you uh, would encourage that, right? Yeah, and I think... Um... And the books are great. The there was a little boring, but that's just only because it definitely dramatically changed the structure of the book. It definitely becomes like, cause like I said, like book two and three, yeah, it's about romance, but it's not really about romance. Like, like I think the book 
is like a science fiction book. It is a world building. You're in this world. You're learning mm-hmm. what they're learning. You're learning the lingo. You're, you know, like <clears throat> you're doing a lot of things that you don't, that you typically don't see from these types of books. It, it It's very much more similar to a fantasy book of the way that he is building this world. And so that's why it's very, so it's very interesting that like, you know, they kind of made it all about the romance in book one. I mean, in the movie, but I guess because you can't put those, those like slight inconsistency because you can't focus on a lot of different character all yeah. at once in a movie. So I think even that's why I'm like, that's why I recommend the book because the book is such a different experience. Than you get more. Yeah. Yeah. At least try the first one. Um, like I said, it, it does change. Like you know, from my previous work, it is it is different. Um, but yeah, I think. But I think it's it's enjoyable. Um, my book two is my favorite. Um, <laughs> okay. I love the mess, and I love a good second chance love. Well, I mean, it, it makes sense though because if you're saying that they don't get together until book two, then I think that, a lot. I mean, we all knew they were gonna get back together. That's the same thing with like to all the boys I loved before, like. <laughs> Yo, like I knew they were gonna get that together. <laughs> in book two, just like the family drama, like the family drama. Oh, uh, gotcha. Um, even with like Nick and his family, because like another thing too is like the grandmother does not like him anymore. She like do not say his name in front of me. Like, oh wow! Family drama, like that's what I'm saying, like. Like in the book, they're like in the movie, they're like, oh yeah, everyone likes each other now. Like everyone's accepting everyone. No, no, no. People are are carrying grudges in the in that second well, book. Yeah, I mean they don't really because the last thing we see of the grandma in the movie is when she says like, I will not let you, like, ruin my I would yeah I will not let you ruin him uh, with your debauchery or something like that and. Uh, that's the last we see the grandma so we we see like a, a look from the mom kind of thing and the mom might be like trying to be more accepting but we have no idea how the grandma feels um by the end of the movie so maybe they also intentionally left that more open-ended so if they were planning to have more drama with that in the second movie um which is kind of sad because it's like that was the like i mean they prop nick up to be the obvious choice for like anybody of like the heir uh and somebody because like everyone everyone else seems so like I, I guess except for like Astrid, but I don't know if they would ever choose a woman. I don't know. She won't. Yeah. So like the other men seem like really bad choices. I know like it's, how bad Eddie wants to be it, but. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, we can talk about this off air more about the books and how it yeah. works and stuff like that. I don't want to put too many spoilers in in this thing because it's not about the books. Um, It's about, about potentially the movie. But yeah. And I think because the thing is like the book is a little bit more realistic. Like the grandma did not the grandma they're all about like you know their legacy they're all about you know being in our world of course she's not going to accept rachel after she finds out what happened like what like what she is and what happens and she and and that's the and so that's the reason why he and that's when you find out like kind of eleanor kind of like says that to rachel it's like i let him live with his grandma except because i wanted him to be the heir i wanted him to have the best life possible and you're mm. ruining that and you're, you're not and you and i did that because i love my child and you're not going to make those sacrifices the way i would make that sacrifice because americans don't care about their family <laughs> that's, pretty much, that's kind of pretty <laughs> much what she kind of said and and which is true like not true that 
that you know Americans don't care about their families, <laughs> but like that, like she, but you know, you know about the like the sacrifices she made herself, and that's why he is the favorite. Astrid, I think, is her in the books and like in the movie. You kind of see like she comes and she supports her. It's a but she's also a traditionalist and would not leave these things to a man. I mean, to a woman. Like she yeah. only got it because she's a widow. It's not like she, it was right. actually left to her. It was left to her husband, but her husband died before she did. Um, and so she wouldn't leave it to Astrid. So it is really just Alistair or Eddie or any of Astrid's siblings, um, which she didn't really don't really talk about a lot in the movie because because the thing is like she doesn't like the dad because the dad decides to immigrate to Australia, which they don't mention the dad because they don't mention the family drama. Mm. I mean, he's not really that important because he doesn't come up a lot because like I said, he's in Australia living his life in Sydney. Um, but she was mad about that, and so she took him out the will. Dang. I know. I guess that's a good book. You want to talk about family drama? Good <laughs> book. Read it. <laughs> no, yeah, and there's something about, like, um, like, old money family drama. Mm-hmm. Like, when, they, when they've got, like, money extending generations, and they've got this almost this entire social dynamic, like, or almost entire, like, environment built up just within their family alone based on years and years and years of like so-and-so's great-grandma did this to so-and-so and and like these cousins don't speak anymore because this happened like a long time ago between their like their families this cousin was excommunicated this cousin isn't part of the family because like their aunt or their mom did something to this it's just like this whole network of like like deep rooted drama uh in this in these like old old money and that's families what i'm afraid of for book three and because if they are going to make them it's going to be really interesting how they're going to incorporate what happens in book three which we can talk about off air i do not want to spoil book three for the, <laughs> for the listeners but because a lot of it was sprinkled into book one that you do not get the context for if they're just going to just do it I mean, they, they could do their movie magic. I'm not a writer of a movie, so they could, <laughs> like, you know, there's plenty of things where they don't mention things in 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 um book in books, and then they kind of like sprinkle in like, oh yeah, this this is happening too. Um, Harry Potter, for example, is one is one is one of them where they took a lot of things mm-hmm. that I would have enjoyed, small things that became bigger things, but they couldn't they couldn't because that's what I'm afraid of is they're pulling a Harry Potter. Peeves, um, I can't think of their names because their names are ridiculous and I can't think of them right now. But a lot of things that happened in like book one and book two, like that, like it comes more important in book like four, five, six, and seven. Mm-hmm. Like, put in the pieces was always going to be the one that comes to mind. Um, yeah. But really put it in in the in the movie so that they can't talk about it because they don't talk about it before yeah they didn't establish it yeah they didn't establish it and so i i'm i'm going to be afraid if they because there's things happen in in the third book that really is precursored in books one and books two Mm -hmm. um but they could but they might have time to do it in book two if they because they didn't do it in book one Gotcha. In movie one, sorry. Though, I don't know. I mean, the same reason they made the choice to leave him out of the book one is that, like, 
movies are shorter, like movies you have to condense more. I don't know if they're going to suddenly decide to include more in book. I think they're going to have the same limitations in the second movie. So I don't think they're going to decide to include more. Okay. So I, like I said, there's a character. I'm not going to say a lot. There's a character that, that introduced in book one that I do not think it's in the movie. Maybe, maybe they're in the movie, but not in the movie as in like, they might have like a slight speaking role, but they don't really introduce that character. That is very important about what happens in book three. The reason why things happen in book three is because of this character. Mm. Um, and, and also they, they also come up a lot in book two, which you could introduce them in book two as someone like they have the time but they need to put in that time because if they didn't do it in book one they have in movie one they have to do it in movie two which i do like i said we could talk about this more off here but yeah (laughs) i don't want to spoil the whole series because i do want people to read it um but yeah well hopefully i mean hopefully that'll make people want to read it um you know, especially right now during the writers and actors strike, a great way that you can continue to support media is reading books. Um, books, obviously, writers of books are not um, part of the writer's strike for Hollywood. So um, a great way to continue to support authors, to continue to support art and the creation of stories in general is to support books. Uh, also, obviously, support all these projects that, you know, writers and actors who are out of work are doing that are outside of guild work. Um, so, you know. We've got plenty of actors creating music right now, which is really fun to see. So, but books are a great way. So if you want to ingest um, some more content. content related to the series, go read the books. Absolutely. Hopefully um, kind of the little seeds Ty has planted to, to signify some things that happen later that are really interesting. Hopefully that makes you want to read those books. Cause that's a good thing to do while we wait uh, for however this is resolved to be resolved. So Thanks so much for watching. Um, Crazy Versation. Highly recommend the books. Go write, go read them. You know, give yourself a, a good palette, you know, refresher since it's been five years since the movie came out. So, yeah. And what are we doing next, Rachel? Well, um, we're actually, we've got some, we got some things in the works. Um, definitely we are doing iCarly next. Um, so in, in two weeks from now, from when you're listening to this listeners, or I don't know when you're listening to this, but from when this episode came out, you're going to see an iCarly episode, but we might have a little mini episode in the works. We might have a little something, something that we're making for y'all. Um, you know, we've got a lot of shows that we've done in the past that have had reboots since we did them. Um, and, and we'd like to maybe comment on a few of those. So we're, we're going to be talking about Zoe 102, um, but it's just going to be a little mini bonus episode. So um, that's going to, that's going to be coming out between now and iCarly uh, but our next official episode is iCarly but keep a lookout watch on our social medias for the Zoe 102 just going to be a short little convo about how that reboot did turn out um, so yeah thank you so much for listening um, to our podcast um, please make sure that you subscribe to our Instagram or TikTok you know five star reviews yeah all, all the stuff that you're supposed to do for podcasts you should do it for hours um but yeah thank you so much for the support and we'll see you next time yeah and if you have if 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 uh 
if you have any other favorite podcasts that like talk about shows or that like are especially have like stars from certain shows like the Neds to Classify podcast get in their comments tell them to collab with us <laughs> no no I don't mean to be afraid <laughs> I don't want Tag us I in the comments. be so separate from that <laughs> I do not want I don't want no one I know I feel I feel so deeply about those shows that I don't want I don't want it I don't want it Oh, you don't think it would be a dream come true to be on a podcast episode with the stars of Ned's Declassified? No. Mm-mm. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, Ty doesn't want to be famous ever. So Ty wants to be anonymous. <laughs> I, I want to be like the people who write those hit songs and you don't know who they are. Like Julian Michaels before she started making her own music. Yeah. That's why we like, we intentionally, we do a really good job of just keeping that listener account like really steady for this <laughs> podcast, like steady at just a really comfortable level um, because neither <laughs> of us want to be famous. No. So, so just if you're listening to this, know that you're part of a, uh, you know, you're part of a tight community. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll catch y'all in two weeks, um, possibly sooner. Like, keep a lookout for that bonus episode. Um, but until next time, stay golden. I- yeah. So stay blessed. Yeah. Stay golden. Well, stay golden was my thing before, and then stay blessed. I switch back and forth. You know, I'm, okay. I'm multifaceted. <laughs>